Yeah. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to The Jar. My name's Chris, and we're so glad that you chose to hang out with us today. Uh, several years ago, a person walked up to me and asked this question, how much time do you spend with God each day? And I was a young pastor, and so immediately uh, I responded because I wanted to look good in front of the person, and I said, a couple of hours a day. And they were just like shocked by this. And they're like, that is amazing that you spend a couple hours each day with God. Well, the next day during my prayer time, as I was uh, spending time with God, I felt convicted, not audibly, but just with a question in my mind that God asked me. And it was this, Chris, how much time do you really spend with me? Be honest. And so as I started to evaluate how much time I spent with God, do you know what I learned? I learned I was a liar. That's what I learned. I was a liar. I did not spend a couple of hours with God each day, but I spent a whopping 18 minutes with God. I spent 10 minutes with God in the morning with a short devotion and a little prayer. At lunch, I prayed, so I spent some time with God. At dinner, I figured I spent a couple of minutes with him. And then before I went to bed at night, I would pray for maybe around three minutes. And then I went ahead and kind of, you know, gave myself a little bit more credit by saying that throughout the day, I actually would pray about three more minutes, the number one prayer that there is in the entire world. Do you know what that prayer is? help. And three times every day, I figure I said that prayer. Have any of you ever wondered how much time you actually spend with God each day? I mean, if you were to take a 24-hour day, how much time do you actually spend? Maybe you spend time praying for each meal before you eat it. Maybe you spend some time reading the Bible in the morning. Maybe for some of you, what you do is you do have a quiet time in the morning. But if someone were to ask you that question today, how much time do you actually spend with God? Honestly, how much time would that be? So over the next three weeks, what we're going to be looking at is... uh, how we can grow our time with God. In a 24-hour period, how can we grow with Him? And the way we're going to be doing this is by looking at three times of the day, three different times of the day, the morning hours, the working hours, and the evening hours. Now, today, I want us to look at the morning hours. And I'd like to begin this morning by asking you this question. Be honest. How many of you would consider yourself a morning person? Raise your hand if you're a morning person. If you're on the stream, type in, I'm a morning person, okay? Uh, You can put your hand down now. Now, morning people are different than non-morning people. Morning people wake up in the morning and they're like, Good God, it is wonderful to see you this morning. God, good morning, God, good morning. Now, a non-morning person wakes up in the morning and they're like, good God, it's morning. (laughs) 
Now, uh, also, a morning person wakes up and they're like, hi-ho, hi-ho, it's off to work we go. Now, a non-morning person wakes up in the morning cussing at the morning, okay? Uh, that's the difference between the two. Now, how many of you morning people have ever felt, or non-morning people, how many of you non-morning people have ever felt guilty that you're not a morning person? Okay, raise your hand if you've ever felt guilty you're not a morning person. Okay, now you hi-ho people wouldn't understand this, but what happens to people who are non-morning people, they, they hear throughout their life. In church, in our culture, uh, all over the place, that if you're going to be a productive person, that the way you should do that is you should wake up every single morning and you should spend quiet time with God because you're a morning person. And a morning person that goes out on a jog or they have an early morning walk and then they come home and they start vacuuming while everyone else is sleeping and they're annoying people, okay? They are just very annoying. Now... Until I had children, I was not a morning person. Uh, and I often would feel some guilt and shame. Now, Jennifer, my wife, has always been a morning person. But when we were married, before we had kids, I wanted to stay in bed. And she was, hi-ho, hi-ho. And I was like, get out, get out. You know, like, leave me alone. And that's just who she was. And I would feel guilty about this, that I wasn't that person. Because people would always tell me that Jesus was a morning person, and if Jesus was a morning person, you should be too. But when I started reading the scriptures and the stories of Jesus, what I found out was that Jesus didn't just pray in the morning. He wasn't just productive in the morning. He actually prayed at noon. He prayed at night. Sometimes he prayed all night long for you night owls. He would pray all night long, and then he would actually sleep in the morning. He would sleep in in the morning because he spent time with God throughout the day. There wasn't a particular time of the day that he favored more than any other. So, for those of you that get up at 4 o'clock in the morning sickos, or 6 a.m., or 9 a.m., or you don't even, you know, get up until 1 o'clock in the morning, or in the afternoon, it doesn't matter what time it is. However, I want to make a bold statement this morning at the very beginning, and this is our big idea. This is your first fill-in either on the app or uh, in the program, and it's this. That your life, I believe, would be better if you spent some time, just some time, in the morning connecting with God. I believe that your time would actually be better. You would be healthier if you spent some time, just some time, in the morning connecting with God before you left the house. You know, every single morning, God wants to connect with you. He wants to spend time with you. And what happens so often is we might wake up in the morning and we connect with God, but then we leave him home. Or maybe we even leave him here on Sunday and we don't take him with us any time during the rest of the week. So in order to stay kind of connected with God, to stay closer to him, I try to practice three things in the morning that I want to share with you today. 
The first way to kind of grow closer to God in the morning is that you actually shout it in the morning words of worship. You shout it. You give words of worship in the morning. Now, when I say shout it, I don't mean you wake up in the morning and you're like, good morning, God. And you wake up everyone else in the house and they want to kill you. Okay. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm saying is that when you wake up in the morning, before you even get out of bed in your mind, you begin to start shouting out things like, thank you, God. For a good night's rest. I praise you for this day. I'm grateful for this. I'm thankful for this. And you start sharing those things that are there. The way it works for me is once the alarm goes off, I've shared with you before, I always do kind of a surrender prayer from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. And then I actually spend some time uh, thanking God, praising him for the day that I'm ready to go into. And sometimes, uh, many times, there'll be a song that comes into my head. One of them is a a song that I grew up learning. I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice. I worship you, oh, my soul rejoice, and I'll, I'll sing that. Other times, it'll be a song recently, like Waymaker, that we sang today. You are a Waymaker a miracle worker, promise keeper. You're going to be light for me in the darkness. I praise you today for who you are. Now, I'm not so sure. I think God really likes me to talk these things rather than sing them, uh, even when it's in my head sometimes, because I am no Caleb when it comes to singing. So before I even get out of bed, before you get out of bed, You condition yourself to actually give praises to God, to give him thanks. That he woke you up in the morning, that he's given you another day, that you have life and breath in your lungs to share his encouragement with other people. Now, I realize that for some of you that are non-morning people, this is going to be difficult. This isn't an easy thing to do. So, I want to ask you, uh, kind of like the bumper video, uh, when you wake up in the morning, you can shout it out loud. What is one of the first things you do? Be honest, but what's some of the first things that you do in the morning? What do you do? Go to the bathroom. Okay, that's good. Uh, What else? Coffee. That's right. Let the dogs out. Okay. There's all of these things that we do in the morning. And I just want to ask you to add something in the morning, and that is to shout it out, whatever it is that you would give thanks to God for. I would encourage you that the first thing you do when you wake up, that you, in the same way that you do all these other things, get coffee, use the restroom, let the dogs out, whatever it is, that you take a moment to give him thanks for the morning. I thank you, God, for another day that I'm alive. That's it. Thank you is such a great word because you can add anything to it. Thank you for a good night's rest. Thank you for helping me not be as anxious this morning. God, thank you for allowing me to have life, to have breath, to be pleasing to you. Now, my wife Jennifer and I have posted on our bathroom mirror a little thing that says, I must be about my father's business. So the first thing that we do when we wake up in the morning and we look at our mirror, we're reminded at the very beginning in the morning hours that we're going to take some time to be about our father's business. 
that we're going to remind ourselves, how can I be about your business today, God? How can I love other people? How can I, when my two teenagers wake up and they've got attitude, how can I be patient with them, okay? Just keeping it real this morning. Now, you might be asking, well, why words of worship? Because what worship does, folks, is it gets the attention off of yourself and your worries and your anxieties and how important you think you are, and it focuses on recognizing who God is. And we immediately go into a mode that throughout the day that we are going to recognize God's presence in that day. Scripture says this, acknowledge and take To heart this day that the Lord is God in heaven, above and on the earth below. There is no other. You worship God. You say, God is God, I am not. It's not because he needs my praise, but when I praise him, I actually feel better about myself. I have the goodness of God within me. Praising God is actually a good thing for us. When we recognize him at the beginning of our day, we actually become a better person. We become a better parent, a better spouse, a better kid, a better employee. Now, I want to give you a practical example of how you could do this uh, starting tomorrow, of how to increase your words of worship. What I'd encourage you to do is to get a three-by-five card. Uh, If you have to, uh, cut one out if you need to, but just get a three-by-five card. And what I would ask you to do is to think of one scripture verse of praise. One scripture verse of praise. You could Google it. You could look it up in your Bible, whatever you need. One scripture verse of praise. And I uh, did this uh, several months ago. And on my nightstand, right beside my lamp, is a card that looks like this. And it's a verse of scripture in Psalm 118. And when I wake up in the morning... I'm reminded of this. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And what it does is it changes my thinking so that I begin my morning hours going, this is a day, a new day, and I will rejoice because of it. Now, this is what can happen. You could do this tomorrow, folks. You could get a scripture verse, write it down, put it by your nightstand, and you wake up and you look at it. Again, you could Google it, you could look it up in your Bible, whatever you want to do. Now, this is what I know, though. If you wait until tomorrow morning when you wake up, how many of you think you're going to do that? Don't raise your hand. You're not. Because what do you got to do? I got to let the dog out. I got to get coffee. You've already got a routine. So you have to have this already before you get there in the morning. So tonight, before you go to bed, it'll only take you five minutes or less, but take a three-by-five card, write it down, put it by your nightstand, and I'm telling you, it will change the way that you think. That's what I've noticed in my own life. It has actually changed the way that I think about things, and I begin my day then thinking differently about my day, about my marriage, about my kids, about God, about the world, and you can do this. So... First of all, we shout it, words of worship. Secondly, this is your next fill-in. What we do in the morning is we hide it. We hide it. You hide the words of God. You hide the words of God. 
This is the action step where you actually say, I'm going to read the Bible in the morning. I'm going to take some time to hide God's word in my heart. You hide it in your heart so that when you go through your day, you're guided by something rather than just what you're thinking, but you're guided by the actual words of God. Now, where does this word hide come from? Well, it actually comes from the longest chapter in the Bible, uh, in Psalm 119. So if you're ever doing Jeopardy, you want to know what the longest uh, book in the Bible is, it's, it, or longest chapter in the Bible, it's Psalm 119. And Psalms are all of these praises to God. And in chapter 119, verse 11, it says this, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Another translation in the message says this, I banked your promises in the vault of my heart so that I won't sin myself bankrupt. Now, I've walked with different people through financial bankruptcy, and it's extremely painful. But there is something that is even worse than that, a a worse way to be bankrupt, and that is People who actually ignore this book, that you just never open it. The words in this book, folks, are not just merely words, but they are life-giving words. The words in this book are from God, given to you freely, and they are for life-giving words to each one of you. They are words that will help you As you go through your day. And these are words that were written by the creator of the universe who created you and knows what you need most in your everyday life. There are words in here that are like a CPR manual. That's what the Bible is. The Bible is a CPR manual so that when you're struggling in life, when you're frustrated by life, there are words that are there. They are words that will give you life, will actually help you have breath when you're fearful, when you're frustrated, when you're disappointed, when you're depressed, when you're anxious, when you're overwhelmed, when you feel guilty, when you feel shame in your life. These are words that will actually be life-giving to you. They're words that will help you and guide you in the midst of your struggles. Now, many times uh, I will ask people, though, uh, hey, you're going through something. Have you read your Bible? And they're like, no, no, no. And I'm like, well, why not? Do you know what the number one hang-up people have with reading the Bible is? That's it. Not enough time. We don't have enough time. But you know what I've found? That time is not really the hang-up. It's just an excuse. Because have you ever found this before in your own life? You always have enough time to do whatever you want to do. Whatever I want to do. I always have enough time to do exactly what I want to do. If I want to sit and binge watch, uh, you know, some show on Netflix, I've got all the time I want to do that. And I'll choose that kind of time. And whatever we give time to, folks, is something then we actually value. Now, the problem with the Bible is, is that many people think that it requires hours of time. 
And so they just never go into it. So I want to break that fallacy today by helping you to say it's not about hours of time, but it's short periods of time that you could do in the morning hours. In your program, if you would, I'd like you to pull this out. There is a uh, kind of reading plan for you that you could do this, and it just takes minutes, not hours, minutes. For those of you that are on the stream, if you go to the resource button, uh, this same plan is right there. And it's a plan on Luke. Luke is the third book of the New Testament, the second half of the Bible. And it talks about Jesus' teachings and uh, the stories of Jesus. And it just takes you a, a little time to do this. And I guarantee that if you'll work this plan, that you'll actually grow closer to God. In fact, here's the challenge that I have for you. We have a reading plan that gives you questions so you can reflect on it. And it'll just take you a few minutes in Luke. And this week, I would challenge you, do it each day this week. And if you don't get closer to God by doing that, rip up the plan. Don't do the plan anymore. You don't have to do it. But if it gets you closer to God, then you might consider making this a part of your morning hours. Now, the second thing that uh, people uh, will do when it comes to the Bible, their second hang-up they have is that they'll say, you know what? Um, I just don't understand the Bible. When I read the Bible, I just don't understand it. Part of that is because for many of you, uh, you actually uh, have a Bible translation that was written in the 1600s. Uh, I love the King James Version. I do. It's very poetic. I read it many different times. But it's not my daily go-to because it's archaic language. I mean, in that 1600s, they said words like this, thee, thou, hitherto, wherefart. I mean, be careful. Wherefore out? Uh, you got to be careful when you do that. It, it'll come out differently sometimes. Okay. So it really is important, though, that you get a Bible that you can understand. And if you need one, we actually have some at Guest Connections that you can pick up or you can stop by uh, the office anytime and get one. Now, another reason that people say they won't read the Bible is because they don't know where to start. And they've started in the wrong place before, and then they're just like, I'm not going to do it again. You see, for most of us, we've been told that the way that you read a book our entire life is you start at the what? Beginning, and you read all the way to the what? To the end. The problem is, is that the Old Testament sometimes is very difficult for us to understand until we understand the teachings of Jesus first. And so the problem that many people have is they'll start at the beginning, but then they get to Genesis chapter 5, and in the King James Version, this is what it reads, And Enoch lived sixty and five years and begat Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah three hundred years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were three hundred sixty and five years. And Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took him. And Methuselah lived a hundred or a hundred eight eight hundred years and seven years and begat Lamech. And you know what people do is they read that and they get to that part and they be getting out of the Bible after that part. Because they don't want to read any more of it. They don't want to deal with it at all. So what I want to encourage you to do is you get a Bible that you can read and you get this reading plan that we're giving to you. Both of these things are free 
and you start the plan. And as you do this, what you begin to understand is that the Bible is not something that's hard and difficult to beat you down how bad of a person you are, but it's actually a love letter given to you so that you could read it each day and you could experience the love of God. And all of a sudden you notice that as you read this, you become a better person. You become a better spouse. You become a better parent, a better uh, friend, a better employee. Because this word actually gives us light. In fact, Psalm 119 says this, your word is a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. That's what this book is. It, it is a lighthouse that when you come to it, you get direction on where to go. It's, it's like a flashlight that when it's dark and you're not sure what your next step is, it gives you direction on where you can go and you can read it. You can be a part of it. And you don't read for distance, you read for depth. You always read short amounts of scripture so that you're doing it every day so that you're filling your life with God's word. So we shout it, we hide it, and then finally we say it. We actually say it. We give words a prayer in the morning hours. Now, as we talk about prayer, again, I don't want you to get hung up with how much time should I pray, Chris? Like how many minutes, how many hours should I do this? But I want to encourage you to simply think about taking some time each morning to pray and to give thanks to God and to spend some time with him. You know, the disciples came to Jesus one time and they said, teach us how to pray. And what Jesus did was he didn't go in some long, lengthy prayer that took forever, that had 10 syllable words in it that no one could understand. He gave a very short prayer that became the Lord's Prayer. And I'd like us to actually pray it now. It'll come up on the side screen. All of you on the stream, join us as well. Let's pray this uh, together. Our Father in heaven, may your name be honored. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Now, how long did that take for us to pray? Did it even take a minute? No, didn't even take that long. And you can do this. You know, in my life, I knew a lot about prayer for much of my life. I just didn't do it very consistently because I always thought that what I had to do was be way more spiritual than I actually was, that I had to understand prayer more, that I had to understand the Bible more before I could actually pray. And then eventually I learned that prayer was simply a conversation between God and myself as two friends are talking together. And as I learned that, all of a sudden, it became more an, an integral part of my life throughout 
the day, in the morning hours, working hours, evening hours, to spend time in conversation with God. And I want to give you a practical thing that I do uh, regularly when I'm trying to connect with Jesus. I'll actually take a chair and I'll put a chair right beside me. And what I'll do is I'll imagine that Jesus is actually sitting in that chair beside me. And I'll start a conversation. And I'll share with him the struggles I'm dealing with. I'll share with him the things I'm grateful for. I'll ask him different things. And and I'll imagine that he's there. and, And it helps me to feel like Jesus is present right there as I'm having this conversation back and forth. And then I'll, I'll spend some time just trying to listen and say, now, if there's anything, Jesus, you want to say to me, I'm, I'm open to it. And it's not always audible, but something in my spirit I'll connect with. And I would encourage you that if you have a hard time focusing, bring up another chair and, and ask Jesus into your time as you pray with him. Now, I would say this, that if you do this, make sure it's in a secluded place. Because if you do it publicly with someone sitting there, you might get sent to the hospital. Um, they might think you've lost your mind in some way. But it's a way that I found that's helpful for me when it comes to prayer. So in the morning, whatever it is, just have a short talk with God. And then believe that he actually is going to take care of whatever your needs are. Jesus said this, You parents... If your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask you for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. If you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask Him? Your Father in heaven longs for you to be in a conversation with Him so that he can answer your prayers. He loves to answer them. He loves for you to ask things of him. God wants to have a regular communication with you at any time. And he wants you to know that he is present 24 hours every day, seven days a week, 365 days each year. He's always with you. So if you're interested in learning how to uh, connect with God, again, in your program uh, was just a little sheet. You can pull it out right now. It just says prayer. And uh, for those of you on the stream, again, just go to the resource button, click that. The same thing is there. And what you'll find is it's very easy to do. We simply gave you an uh, an acronym, P-R-A-Y, that you begin by praising God. And then the R stands for repent. Hey, I'm sorry, God, for these things. The A is ask. You can ask God for anything. And then why? I yield. I I slow down and I try to listen to his voice. And I'm telling you that, that this right here is worth the price of admission today. That you could take this tomorrow morning and start that in your life. It's something that I use almost every single day to help me with my prayer time. And it only takes five minutes or so that you can do that real quick. And all of a sudden, you're connecting with him in a different way in the morning hours. Folks, this is what I want to encourage you today. And for all of you on the stream as well. 
Stop settling for a once a week buffet. Stop settling for just coming on Sunday morning and getting really big and enjoying everything, but you can actually eat every single day during the week in the morning hours as you have some breakfast time with God. So I want to ask you, how many of you think that one of these things would be doable that you could do starting tomorrow morning? How many of you think that one of these you could be doable? Yeah, every hand raised here almost. All of you could think of starting with one of these. Now, I want to encourage you, don't pick all three because guess what? You're not going to do it. You're not. Some of you are such overachievers. Don't be an overachiever. Just try one thing tomorrow morning when you wake up. And as that becomes a part of your routine in your life, you can add a second thing or maybe a third. But start with just one. So right now, what I'd like you to do is to take uh, take some time and for you to think about which of these three are you going to go after. And we're just going to give you a minute to either write it on your program or you can type it into your notes section on your app. But tomorrow morning, when you wake up, which one of these three things are you going to go after? And so... Maybe for some of you, you're going to shout it. Before you get out of bed, you're actually going to think, God, I thank you for this. I praise you for this. And just take a minute or two where you're shouting out words of worship, praising God in the morning. Maybe for others of you, what you would do is you would say, no, I'm going to hide it. I'm going to get that Luke plan out. And tomorrow morning, I'm going to read the first day and I'm going to reflect on it. And that's going to be my thing. Maybe for others of you, what you would want to do is you want to say it. Tomorrow morning, when you wake up in the morning, you're going to begin with prayer. You're going to pull out that journal that we just looked out, and you're going to do that P-R-A-Y. And if you do this, it can change your life. So we're going to give you a moment right now to write down or type it in uh, as uh, we reflect a little bit. And so take that time uh, right now. So I hope tomorrow morning there'll be something that you add to your morning hours. You'll have a word of worship. Maybe you'll start that Luke plan. Maybe you'll do a prayer. But just one of those you would do in the morning. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for your love for us. That you love us no matter what. And even sometimes when the morning hours have not been full with you at all, God, we want to change tomorrow. That in the morning when we wake up, that we'll spend some time doing one of these three exercises so that we can grow closer to you. God, we know that our life would be so much better if we would 
simply take some time in the morning hours with you. So help us, God, to follow through with whatever that one thing is that we're going to do tomorrow morning so that we can get closer to you. Now, maybe there are some of you that are here today or you're on the stream and you don't have a relationship with God. As you talked, uh, as we talked about these resources that would add something to your life for many of you, there's a piece that is just like, you know what? I, I really don't even have a relationship with God. There's a void in my life right now. And I couldn't add these resources because, Chris, I I don't even have a relationship with God. And if that's you, I understand. Because there was a day in my life where I did not have that relationship either. There was a void. There was something missing. And it was in that moment when I finally gave my life to God that I started feeling a fullness in my life that I didn't have. It took care of the void. And so today, if you're ready to give your one and only life to Christ... If you're willing to say, Jesus, I need you in my life. I need your love. I need your grace. I need a a second chance. I need the hope of heaven that if something happened, Lord, I would be with you in eternity forever. Then I'm going to invite you in a prayer. And as you pray this prayer, it's not that you're praying by yourself, but we pray it together. And if you feel comfortable doing so, I invite you to simply repeat this prayer after me. Just repeat after me. Heavenly Father. I give my life to you. Jesus, save me from my sins. Make me brand new. Bless my life. Fill me with your spirit so I can know you, serve you, and follow you for the rest of my life. My life is not my own. Today, I give it to you. Thank you for new life. Now you have mine. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.